Hello. 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 Aloha. What up, Cass? What's going on, Sean? We're back at it again. Another transmission from Maine. Yeah. Yeah. We've done a good amount of transmissions from up here this year. Wild fucking year. Winding it down 2022. Best year of my life. You always think it's not going to happen, but then it does. And you're like, holy shit, that was a good one. It's crazy. I need to learn how to appreciate more in the moment because I, I, I appreciate it so much when I look back. But in the moment, I sometimes feel like I can be in a little bit of a scramble mode. I want to I want to enjoy my life. Yeah, we started a practice, I don't know, seven years ago where we would at the end of the year be like, let's think of like at the time we were just like mostly going to shows let's like let's think of all the shows we saw this year yeah and then our life got more interesting it's like let's think of all the parties we had with our friends and then it was like let's think of all the trips we had and yeah psychedelic trips and i don't know movies we made and yeah it's cool at the end of the year like you know last couple of days of the year we'll go through our calendar and be like let's just list all the things we did this year and just relive those memories and uh talk about it a little bit pay tribute yeah, it's. I think it's good to have an appreciation, like before you go to bed, even just like on a microcosmic level, be like, okay, wake up, ask the universe for some like fun surprises. And then at the end of the day, be like, damn, like this fun thing happened. Yo, this fun thing happened. It's crazy. We did a prayer, I don't know, a few weeks ago or something like that for that. You know, sometimes a lot of times we're like, oh, we're scared. We We need financial stability. Please, please bless us <laughs> with some financial stability right now. But we did one one week where we were like, Let's have this week be full of surprises. And it was. I don't even remember what happened. But like, hey, can some cool things maybe drop out of the ethers, please? And, and We're you know, open. No, We're you know open. what happened? Was uh, some investors came to us for Holy Wild Magic. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah. A new movie we're going to make next year called Wild Magic. Yeah, that we're keeping more details on the DL. As we'll keep the details on the DL, but these are our people. Yeah. These are our people. It's not but like a press release or anything. No, no. It's going to be our magnum opus. That's what you said right away. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it makes me uh, so excited that uh, we chose filmmaking as our path, you know, to get to a place where you could make an, a magnum opus, not just like, I'm just trying to make this thing make sense. I'm just trying to find an audience. I'm just trying to get into a film festival. I'm just trying to get my first film under my belt or like whatever, like that we've made this, that we've, we've practiced this art form so many times that we could achieve a magnum opus yeah we've been thinking a lot about creativity lately and art and what's it about and what are like what are the intentions what are the goals what are like what defines success and like i think you have to define success for yourself and luckily there's like the, pe the people we probably most respect have kind of um kind of bucked the system you know yeah. because the reality is is that when you <laughs> play to the rules like more constraints come on you as far as like how long can your film be how, what kind of uh approach do you need to take and i feel like freer than we've ever been yeah still because like the commitment to that and i feel like the juice just keeps getting better yeah you know it started off great like being like oh well we're like alternative and independent and we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want but like committing to that and then yeah. never really strain and then seeing how it like evolves and shifts because of that and where we can go and you can say some wild idea to me and i'm like yeah let's do that yeah yeah well because we can see it we could see how it would come together based on our past work you know, well, we had to build to this point yeah and the pri like we don't have fear steering the wheel of like oh well what if this doesn't get accepted into sundance then then where are we you know like that's not the kind of that's unfortunately this trap that a lot of filmmakers find oh themselves absolutely in. absolutely to me it's i've it's almost the opposite. I'm like, if Sundance would accept this, I'm not doing my job. I'm not moving this, this art form ahead because mm -hmm. the way I see it is like the type of stuff that's, that's going to be really groundbreaking isn't going to be recognized by some festival programmer. I'm sorry. They're just, they're, they, I, I, I don't think that they're going to, like for me, this, this might not apply because uh, to, to a lot of other films, but the films I want to make, I want to be pushing forward in such a way that it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be acceptable to to any film festival. Yeah, it's so you funny. Know? I was just saying to you before we got on here about how like the musicians we love the most, like 
what I want from them a lot of times is like not the overly produced thing, but like their demos. Oh yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's oh, the yeah. kind of territory we're playing with is like, um, being like, we're going to give it to you and we're going to give it to you real raw. Yeah, absolutely. Because we can. Yeah. You know, real why honest. Why not get, get loose? Uh, yeah. We just finished a film. Yeah, we're super excited about it. I'm I'm more proud of this uh, than I've been of anything I've done in a long time. Yeah, we might seem a little confident right now because we're pregnant and we're about to deliver. And yeah. what the baby, like, we already know what the baby looks like, but like how the baby is received in the world is like, doesn't really matter because we're just excited about it, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, you're not actually pregnant. We're we're speaking metaphorically. Yes. You, you can breeze over things sometimes. I'm so sorry. Like, that's such a weird thing to be like well we're pregnant we're excited because the baby's ready (laughs) it's like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) we're fucking pregnant farthest thing from no no it's uh the the baby's already been delivered it just hasn't been delivered to the to the world yet you know and we're just having family time right now yeah but i mean the reason i'm so proud of it is because uh the spirit we made it in we make all of our films in that spirit, but this one really sparkles. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't the plan. It just ended up happening that Joey shot the whole thing, you know? Yeah. It just was like, like the, the film dictated uh, how we were going to make it. So we just had to kind of, what Neil Young does, just follow the muse, you know? Yeah. With a camera we bought, what? seven years ago too where yeah. we were like oh we should be able to make our own movies and back when we were balling yeah we're just like <laughs> let's spend fucking five grand on a camera package or whatever it is yeah yeah um i'm really proud of us uh joey joey shot the whole thing mm-hmm. and edited it yeah mad props to joey yeah so that's that's what we've been doing and the he's past like couple a weeks. comedic relief throughout it too oh uh, oh in the movie yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i'm like this is gold like this is it, so fun it's so funny because like during the making of the movie maybe we shouldn't talk about it too much because why not we, people uh, are gonna see it <clears throat> okay we're gonna put out this movie in the next couple days and please 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 if you see us put it out um all i ask we put out a lot of free content and Wooks is gonna be one of those things please just share it just share it that's all i care and throw a little like on it and a throw comment. a like a comment a share uh if you're big on reddit the world put it to into us. the reddit verse yeah it means the world to us tweet about it put it in your instagram stories it means the world to us you have no idea because a lot of times people just wouldn't even know we made something so yeah um but i remember when we were making it we were both like oh man joey's we're jo- joey like is interacting a lot and we're like oh how's this gonna play and then it like ends up being really funny and yeah. hilarious this film was a lot of letting go for me a yeah. lot of letting go you know because you, you you get used to the your ways of doing things and then we're like wow well we can't really rely on those old devices that mm-hmm. much for this one this is pretty down and dirty we're sneaking a camera like there there was nowhere we were allowed to be filming this yeah and that's why having like a little camera that's like unassuming yeah yeah it's like looks like a photo camera yeah so um yeah, we snuck the camera everywhere we went this summer and and, and got the movie. And uh, I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of us for... Very excited for you guys to see it. I hope you like it. Yeah. Because yeah. we liked making it. Yeah, it feels alive. And uh, to me, it, it feels important to uh, for people to get um, a glimpse into what, what people practicing freedom mm-hmm. really feels like. No, there was almost like temptation at times to call it something like wild and free or free. Like, I don't think you ever. No, I know. What are you <clears throat> kidding me? That was like th- this film, like really helped me become a better filmmaker in so many ways because I had I had doubt at every single part of it. You know, at first, like I put up barriers uh, that I had to keep then being like, all right, I guess that's not the case. Like at first it was like, all right, I got to raise some money and then we could shoot Wooks. We can't just make another one. On no money, you know, I got to raise some money or and, and then it was like, fine, we'll shoot a little bit, then we'll raise some money. And then we sh- we shoot and I'm just like, we already got the movie. Let's just try to edit it. And I, like had doubts about that and thought about like, OK, me and Joey will look at the footage, we'll pick our selects, then we'll get an editor involved. And then it's just like a couple of days of, of picking selects. I'm like, we can do this, you know, and then just take away that. Uh, and then know. we're like, the sounds fucking fine yeah and the whole time in the edit we're like all right we'll 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 bring this to a mixing and color correct and then it comes time to send it off to someone else to do a mix and a color correct and we're like 
let's just do this ourselves. There's only so much you can do. We, we shot this in such a raw way. There's only so much. And then also, like, we are making movies and in between projects and going to be working more next year. But this is like, we're a little bit on austerity. But, like, that's no excuse to not put out art. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's... And and that's why I'm proud of us, really, because we're broke right now, and we put out two movies in 2022. <laughs> we we haven't fucking made proper money in years, and we put out two movies, so um, it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm as free as a bird now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are a free bird. Yeah. I think I'm starting to be one too. You know, I always admired that about you. Like, oh, Sean's a free bird. Like, and I just need to he love him. He doesn't worry. <laughs> yeah, I just need to love and accept him for that. And he's going to keep it moving. And, um, you know, I think it could feel threatening to be with someone who's such a free bird. Like, oh, shit. Like, I could get left behind or something like that. Like, he's going to follow mm-hmm. the muse. But then I just more embraced that energy for myself. And I'm like, damn, I'm having the most fun life of my lives. And yeah. there's really, like, I, I uh, like... I admire the people the most who, like Neil Young, who we've talked about a million times, like follow the muse. Yeah. And they're kind of unapologetic <clears throat> about it. And like, yeah, you could get your feelings hurt or whatever it is. If But ultimately, I want you to be a free bird because like you're this human in this life and I want you to feel free and follow your muse. Like, yeah. Th- and I'm like very grateful. I it's, want that for you. What do you think I've been trying to teach you all these years? Yeah. If there's one thing this, I've, I've been trying to impart on you. It's like, let's get, let's fucking pop into free bird mode. Well, there's a, a quote in the movie that every time I watch it, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, this guy says, um, whatever way you're pulled, walk. Oh, I love that. And uh, it's like yeah. so simple. And it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. Like, I don't have to think too hard about which way I'm going or why I'm going there. It's like, I'm getting pulled here. And so I'm walking here and it's fun. And Yeah. And and try to show up with um, with, with your judge your judgment dialed down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because because I feel like our our judgmental tendencies start to take us away from the free bird lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm really happy right now for a, I feel like a lot of reasons, but I feel like we also found like a partner in Mare who's like very similar. Like she embodies that free bird energy. <laughs> It's crazy that we found each other. Yeah, and like, it's just, I think we all just, I think possession's a part of it, but it's really like more about like wanting to see each other shine, and yeah, it's just been really cool, and I'm just having like so much fun in that relationship, and I think in relationship you have to like sort out a lot of stuff, but it just feels so good that it's like, oh wait, we're three people doing this dance together and it's like working and it feels really fun and we love yeah. each other. And I, I don't know. I don't think that's a small feat. It works so well. I don't even question it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty fucking awesome. Like three artists and three people, like it, it feels like a band. And I think the reason, I think we were also talking about this, the reason that it works so well is because, like, we've done the three-person thing before, and it killed us. It has killed us, because it was... It drained me in a way I didn't even know it was possible. Yeah, it was really sad I didn't know it was possible to be that... Like, drained, lost of luster, like, feeling, like, so indebted and... The mojo's gone. Coming, you're always disappointing or whatever. It's not fun. But I think the reason it didn't work is because we were like, oh, we're three people and now let's just, that's it. That's what we needed to do to be different. We we have this desire to be different. We have this desire to be free. So being a three-person relationship is that and that's that's the roof. And so now we'll do the thing everyone else wants to do, have a house, have a family. Mortgage, mortgage dogs, whatever. kids. And know. it started to like kill us and we were like, because it's like there is no roof to the freedom. There's no. no like, oh, you get to this place and then you're free. As soon as you think that you're at the top level of freedom, that you're trapped. Yeah. You're actually in a prison cell. You're actually in and a prison cell. And you were the whole time. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know. Right? Yeah. And and um, that's definitely like what other relationships in general have felt like in my life. Totally. You know, this <clears> thing <throat> that we have going on, I think, like we're rewatching the Grateful Dead documentary mm-hmm. right now, Long Strange Trip on Amazon. And uh, it seems like that's why they were able to do their thing for 30 years. It's like 
they all got together. They were into the same substances. And who there was one person in the band that didn't take acid. And he ended up drinking himself to death. R.I.P. Pigpen. R.I.P. Pigpen. Um, but, yeah, they were into the same substances. They had a very similar way of looking at life. And Jerry had no problem speaking into existence, I want my life to be fun. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it, 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 that's all you've ever heard from me. Before I even knew about Jerry, that's all I would ever talk about. Our life needs to be fun and funny. And it's some... It's it's something to do probably with like um, like getting older and not wanting to embrace responsibilities or all the things you're supposed to do. I mean, you also were like faced with a lot of like serious unfun things as a kid, and like yeah, I want to reclaim my childhood in a way. I want to I want to reclaim not even my childhood. That sounds so lame, but there's a lot of things that um, you leave behind in your childhood. You know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun and the spirit of it can be carried on throughout your life. Yeah. And I feel like I wasn't doing that. So I needed to start kind of like saying this mantra over and over again. I think you and I are so fun similar. Fun and funny. Fun and funny. We both grew up like too early or something and yeah. we're kind of too serious. And I was like, I'm a student against destructive decisions and spent a lot of my college years yeah. knitting. And my mom was always like, be young, have fun. And I like finally yeah. was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be so serious. Like we're here. We don't have to be serious. We yeah. Can, like, Humor feels like the zest of life, you know. I, I want our life to feel how it feels listening to Grateful Dead. Like, wow, anything could happen. They could take this anywhere, you know. There's complexities to it. There's, you know, there's laughs, there's tears, there's the, the whole the whole spectrum of things. But we're not scared to try things. This is like the simplest quote. I don't even know. I had to look it up. <clears throat> Jerry wrote, I wrote it down last night because it says, being alive means to canoe. To, being alive. That's a good quote. Sorry. Being alive means to canoe. But they, but are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The simplest shit I write down and then I can't even say it. <laughs> being alive means continuing to change, to, to continue to change. And so there's something about that, like the education isn't this thing you get and then you're done and you're like, Oh, I'm educated now. It's like an ongoing process, like continuing to change who you are, who you think you are, what you think life is about. You know, this like, this is like, we're human experiencing life in itself. And it's like, you want to, as Jerry continues to say, like wants life to be flowing and dynamic and not about like, um, I mean, he ended up leaving a giant monument, even though he said that's not what he wanted to do or needed yeah. to do. But um, I want to be like a completely different person when I'm like 75. Like, I want to be like surprised by where my life goes. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. I want to have no clue how we're going to be in our 70s or 80s, you know. Or where we're going to be. I mean, yeah. and this, or it's who's going to be with us or how, you know, like. We talk a lot of shit for two people who have like pretty much lived within, you know, an hour of our where we grew up our entire life. But I, I don't it think it matters where you are. I don't Adventures think it can be had anywhere. I don't either. You know, I think it's a state of mind. We hold up in an apartment for 11 years. And it was an adventure. And it was like <laughs> someone should have made a movie about that fucking place. Damn, I like, I'm always, sometimes I kick myself that I didn't like take more photos of every wild motherfucker that came through there, but what do you need that for? What the fuck? Well, here's the thing. You just got to live a life where, uh, you're not like, where you're, there's so much action that you're not thinking about. Like, let me go back and look at pictures from 2006. Let me cling to my memories. Yeah. Let me, yeah, exactly. Once in a while I'll get like, oh shit, I don't save everything on the iCloud and every, all the photos, photos of us like three years on this phone. And once this phone's gone, it's like all those photos are gone. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Whatever. I don't want to be fucking looking back. I don't want to be, I'm I'm not like, I don't want nostalgia to be like my dominant currency and that's why i think we don't really like alcohol because that like really brings up this nostalgia definitely and it's a similar poison it's like an emotional poison i think like um because it, because it's been so commercialized and commodified and like uh i don't know our, our nostalgia is fed back to us and just over and over and things get rebooted and regurgitated and reunited and just like all this stuff and it just creates a cultural stagnation because there's so much money to be made off of the good old days exactly and these are the good old days every day is an opportunity to make a new memory and to have fun and to have a different experience and see the life and see the world differently and yeah rather than being like oh i remember when i was happy it's like no 
today now this is like a conscious choice that we have to make as people because no one's going to make the choice for us yeah yeah well i think that's what's terrifying about being a free bird right is that is uh it's on you at that point and you realize wow there are no rules i can do whatever i want with my life i can make it into whatever i want you know yeah and even even within the confines of a job like, yeah, I like when I, like when I've been on jobs, I like to take the job and make the most fun of that job that you can, of course. The, the relationships you have with people, like the opportunity to go deeper with people, the small interactions you mm-hmm. have with people, the big interactions you have with people, the yeah. way you treat your parents, the way, you know, you treat your partner, the, um, you know, and it's, it's all about, and, and this is why we're like become you just become more and more unemployable because it's just like once you've tasted that the other thing is so it's like eating burger king you know it's like okay i guess this is food i'll i'll, I'll do it but and, and you and people can can adapt to eating burger king all the time but that's what the other thing feels like to me yeah. you know it's like oh, i'm selling myself short i could be doing i could be doing better for my soul my soul obviously yearns to express itself well that's why we love the wooks we find ourselves very very much in a similar state of mind and a state of being yeah um that's why i love i love this movie because it's a classic one of our trojan horse films you know it's like you could watch it and just be like holy shit fuck all that i can't do it and people will watch it and leave horrible comments and all that stuff but that just means we got to them but if you if you watch it in a way where you don't otherize and you just say, okay, I have this in me, like something that they're doing resides in me. It's just a lost island, you know, and I, I can't navigate my way there. And that's, I feel like what these films help people do is navigate. Like, how do you fucking bring online your, uh, your inner wookery that just, that's just begging to express itself and begging, yeah. begging to be a little bit more wild and free. Yeah, and celebrate that there are people that are doing that out there because it's not not necessarily right for everybody, but it is cool that there are people who are like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live in my van or I'm gonna make it work or yeah. you know. Who do we who do we think who do you hold up as as a high priest of the the free bird movement? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think of our friend Jake. Mm-hmm. You know. He runs number one free bird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he gives me such hope because he's older than me. He's like 10 years older than me. Yeah. Still fucking very much doing it very much, you know, and he's doing it. He's not partying. He's not like he did all that. He did the party. He like, he was, he's always was always being like, fuck it. I'm going to fly to London to go to WWE or whatever this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's this magic show or just, you know, just really playing by his own rules. I'm going to go see Nickelback in fucking in, uh, in Madrid. And then there's an MMA fight and fucking wherever I'm going over there and like, just, just free as a bird and gets by by throwing concerts. He's a, and vasectomized. Yeah. I mean, I don't, Talk I don't about know. Hopefully, he doesn't mind me saying bird. that. <laughs> oh no, that's a great fucking. That's. A, I think that's a great quality. If you've gotten a vasectomy to, to tell women, like, you don't have to worry about me in that way. Yeah. You know, I ain't trying to fucking plant my seed here. <laughs> Not on this planet. <laughs> but yeah, he. I. I always. I hold him in high regard. I. I. You know, and you. You need these people. That's why the Grateful Dead's been so helpful to us. And and why like going back and watching this five-hour documentary about them over and over again to kind of um, just reinvigorate that thing in you and remind yourself, like, oh, they, they did it over the course of a career. And and no one even fucking, like, it just built and built and built, and they're more popular now than they were when they were in their prime. How is this possible? Yeah, and I think, you know, I think we get confused about the best way to serve people and serve the world and I'm not saying I know the answer but I see something in what the Grateful Dead did is like they could have served the record company yeah but they served their soul mm-hmm. and ultimately served many more people because of that yeah and their record company hated them hell yeah and it's okay it's okay that's fine you know because <laughs> they can all just have a laugh about it now because they're the <laughs> yeah. most legendary band that's ever been on Warner Brothers right like, yeah are you kidding me yeah it's it's pretty uh it's pretty rad. It's pr- it's very inspirational for me. 
you know what fucking really got to me? I, I mentioned this in passing on our, we were doing a long ride up here and, um, we always have to rock out to Freebird. You know, we put, we, we love Leonard Skinner in general. And I, I think that is the, if there was one song that is like, what's America? I would be like Freebird. Like that's, that's this country summed up in a song. It just like, it just contains the feeling of all the best things about this place. Yeah. Um, so we were listening to it and you know, it's like the running joke through rock and roll history since that song came out that drunken fools shouted out at shows. Yeah. How many shows have we been at? Where free people bird. are free bird. It's always the drunkest guy in there. <clears throat> and I told you, I was like, uh, you know, one of our favorite bands, Built to Spill. Fucking some guy shouted that out and they just went into, they played a nine minute, perfect, ripping, ridiculously fire version of Freebird. Yeah. And you found it on YouTube last night and I was just like, God damn. Damn, Built to Spill might be like very high in the, uh, in our list of favorite bands. They're literally my favorite right now. I'm like all about it because they do pretty much to every song what I wish every band would do to their song, which is totally melt your face off yeah. with guitar solos and shit like that. Yeah. We're just like, oh, that's like, I think that's the, maybe my favorite medicine, you know, the, the stripping of the ego a bit just to like surrendering to sound. Yeah. They dominate me, you know, mm -hmm. and we got like a little fucking submissive thing, I guess, with it. Where I'm just like, all right, I'll take it. I love it. Um, and, and, and Doug Marsh of that band, uh, he's, he's the only member. Like, it is his thing. So it does remind me of Neil in the way of like, he just rotates out the members. He, he just needs new inspiration. Yeah, it's where like, you could say that's like tragic, but is, uh, is it not more tragic to stay in a relationship that's not working? Yeah. It, it's it's way worse and talk about crushing your soul because like who are you to think that you're in a relationship with someone that's not working that they need you to stay miserable in a relationship that's ridiculous like yeah. if you're miserable in a relationship you're not freeing yourself by leaving you're freeing the other person to find someone who like loves and honors them for who they are yeah well and he helps free these musicians because they they sign up for this not thinking like oh cool i'm set for life i'm in built to spill now it's like no you're on a tour that's mm -hmm. it fucking have fun you yeah. know add add pepper something in that's you to this band that's why he recruited you for this and it's different every tour right now he's like the, the free bird and look this up it's one of the fucking best things ever just look up built to spill free bird that's a band from like 2001 20 years later now and that's like a six-piece band big huge fucking crazy sound now he's on tour with two babes a bassist and a drummer. Just him, a bassist and a drummer. They're, the last album's like my favorite. I'm like on repeat. Yeah. So if you guys want to go see them in New York City with us, April, April. 21st, 22nd. Right around the high holidays. Right uh, around Bicycle yeah. Day and 420. We're really hoping everything aligns for that. Three um, shows. Could be a fucking legendary weekend. Yeah. You um, know who else you've been going crazy for? Melvin's. Oh, well, we'll mention them. Uh, another band, that's another band. It's become a running joke how many bass players they've cycled through. Yeah. So, yeah, the Melvins have been uh, Dale Crover and King Buzzo are the two members from, from day one. And Dale's the drummer, but he's played bass, too. And uh, King Buzzo is King Buzzo. I mean, just absolute icon. Yeah. Absolute fucking icon. And they've they've put out ridiculous amounts of music, like ridiculous amounts of music, and it's all over the place. It's amazing. We were rocking out to them, but who you've been um, having a, a moment with is the Pixies. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. can't deny them. It's good to shout them out. <coughs> no, when you turned me on to the fact that they're like loud and then soft, which is like obvious if you listen to it, but that that's kind of their it's like a formula, yeah. you know, of like really intense, and then it kind of that's kind of the melting that I like. It's yeah. like, it's kind of like a relationship you and kind of like our relationship. Like we're hard on each other and then we're really sweet on each other. Yeah. And you know, it's like, it helps keep it dynamic because we're mm. not like, I don't know, just stagnation in any department seems to be what kills the soul. Unless maybe you're meditating or something. I don't know. But yeah. The, but when you're meditating, you're not stagnating. You're not. Definitely. You're processing. Yeah. You're, you know, it's, it's the opposite of stagnation. It's like digestion. Yeah, it's mental not. digestion of what's going on in your life. And it's, it's a deep form of listening and you can't tap into any of this stuff if you're not listening, you know, what, before I was listening, the Grateful Dead sounded like shit to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so did all the people that we've filmed over our career all would would have been otherized and no, that ain't me and this and that. And through the course of our career, I'm like, oh, I am everyone. Like, it's very, very psychedelic. Another part of the, we watched the first three episodes last night, The part, another part of Long Strange Trip that they were talking about, like, obviously Jerry and the band and everyone was really influenced by, like, On the Road, Jack Ker- Kerouac, but um, this whole concept of like discovering america and like something that is i think uh a cornerstone of our filmmaking like we're americana filmmakers you know who have traveled the whole country and continue want to like we have a lot of ideas of how to continue to discover and explore but this idea that that's something that's unique to america yeah and like one of the guys was saying like in london like if someone in london or england and this isn't going to go out in search of england yeah you know, they're like we're, we've built in this country where we can go in search of something. Yeah. And I think that's where not to take this to a dark place, but that's the tragedy of how uniform everything is, because we've done the driving America thing. And it's really only the people that are different. You have the fucking Chipotles and Walmarts and say, everything like, you draw. You, you could be in any town in this fucking country and you're like, feels exactly the same. Feels exactly the same, which is pretty sad (laughs) yeah yeah but but if you dig a little deeper yeah and you just settle and you listen yeah you can find the places and the people that will reinvigorate your soul and uh bring your faith back a little bit like yeah this is a wild place and we're a young country you know there there is no let's go out and in discovery of england they've already figured that shit out well they fucking went on discovery of the fucking whole world and dominated and colonized uh, yeah yeah exactly Anyway. Yeah, and we're currently doing that. Totally. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. But that I think that is uh that's something I became keenly aware of like maybe six or seven films deep. You know, I think we're on like fifteen or sixteen now. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, if we keep this going, we'll create a beautiful mosaic of fringe Americana. You know, people somebody 20 30 50 years from now we'll be able to watch our films and get a real sense of what this place was like yeah we're making a digital quilt yeah okay i'm you gotta pee i gotta turn the heat down i'm sweating okay cool I'll be right let's back. take a little break back to our quilting yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't have been able to do it without you thank you i wouldn't have obviously been able to do it without you i wouldn't have even comprehended you know I I think like what I was trying to say before about like uh, that level of freedom kind of sets off a, like a scary feeling and, and it does for me even now like you see I get fucking totally spooked I'll get totally fucking spooked out of nowhere and I'll be I'll plunge headfirst into my more masculine qualities and start yelling and trying to control things and uh, you know just manhandle my life and uh that that ain't the way so it's good it's good for when we're feeling like this to to do a podcast to express to, it to express it you know yeah because i think we've had these moments where we're like fuck we lost our mojo or all our good times are behind us or you know yeah and i think we've had we've been on that dance so many times that like i think during our lulls we have a little more faith now yeah i'm 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 so grateful that um, that I went through the level of heartbreak I went through with our first attempt at throupling. It really fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole that that whole situation and the way it ended. It's it it still could bother me if I started to really think about it. Um, you know, just how you go from like being best friends with somebody to like now they hate you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it 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 really got the best of me. And for the, for the same amount, like the relationship lasted eight months. I did eight months of like hardcore grieving questioning myself telling you i lost my mojo i don't even know what to fucking do this she stole it she stole it you know all this like all this stuff that is uh just just very convenient excuses to just wallow in self-pity and uh that ain't that ain't a good place for me and at the time i could never imagine i couldn't imagine being on the other side of it you know, but now I've, that I've gone through something like that, I, uh, it helps me navigate everything a little bit better. Just knowing everything's pretty temporary 
yeah and, you know at, at the time i was just like this was just it just it just devastated me in a, in a in a way like not that i even wanted to be with the person anymore i didn't like you know the relationship you guys was were old. not bringing out we were not all bringing out the best in each other no i didn't i did not want to be around her anymore i didn't want to be in a relationship i didn't want to talk about it I, but I, but there was something that i felt just wasn't right i just got lost you know i mm. i had to go through a hero's journey through grief because i feel like i had never done that before and i had experienced a lot of loss and tragedy and even breakups in my life and never really processed them i just kept moving on moving on moving on and then this thing happened and uh it fucking totally got the best of me for like eight months but it made me a better person now we're five years removed from that and i'm like oh man, I'm way better off for having gone through that, you know? So you just got to kind of stick with it. It really helps that I had, that I have my life partner to kind of go through this. If I would have been doing that alone, I don't know, I'd probably still be wallowing in those feelings, but um, there's no way. I mean, people can't steal your mojo. You can only give it to them. They can't steal it, really. Well, it's not, it's not your mojo or their mojo. It's, it's, the mojo of life it's life force it's joy de vivre it's it's flow it's energy it's creativity it's it's so beyond something that you possess or contain or control or anything it's like it's an open heart it's an open mind it's yeah uh, an enthusiasm you know yeah I, I mean i think like i'm pretty sure ramdas talked about this i can't remember but i'm i'm pretty sure he's the, the or, or original person who talked about this in my life was uh just you that you get uh that we get obsessed and addicted to the connection mm. you know that like meaning uh you you have a you have a great time on lsd imagine like being like well the only the only way for me to it feel spiritual is with lsd the only way for me to uh experience the, the 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 depths of of love is with this person which we become obsessed with these the, the things that opened up something in ourselves. yeah you think that like that you they're the connection to you feeling something yeah and yeah exactly and that's like, the only way you can access those feelings and the truth is actually kind of the opposite like those feelings were were always available you just needed something to trigger them but you don't always need that mm -hmm. you know you might you might have needed that person or that thing to uh, to even show you that 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 real estate exists within you but you don't have to become overly reliant on whatever the vehicle for it was right and uh yeah, when it's people, it's a it's a dangerous game, you know. It's a really dangerous game. You got to really be careful about giving away your mojo in that way. And when we when we got together with that person, I was like already 10 films deep, had already been like lifetime achievement awards at film festivals this and that, and I was like, I'll start my career over again. I'll start from scratch, whatever. And the three of us will make movies together, and I don't know what we'll call it, but whatever that's what we're doing now we're starting from from square one and then to to do that and be like i'll sacrifice i'll i'll make i'll, I'll make sacrifices uh to the trajectory of my career to kind of start over to accommodate this person it's it's like it's a big commitment and a silly one you know <laughs> well it's like being in a band like bands it's a tough dynamic i think probably for people um yeah i don't know i think it taught us so much um, about who we are and what we are and like not in a way that I want to like cling to like this is who Sean and I are and this is what we need but I think having like a little bit of awareness of like what your priorities are how you work like allows us to like meet someone like Mare and have like a really beautiful relationship because we just found another artist and we want to create art with her but we also know that her art is very has very independent qualities to it and so do we at times and that we can like have these moments where we really come together and co-create but that <clears throat> I think co-creating when it's the only way you create is with another person mm. that's where you can kind of start to feel chapped because you're like your creativity kind of feels like because um, if the relationship Reliant. isn't going well then the creativity feels like it's not going well so it's like that's why I'm so glad that not only on top of filmmaking like you're playing guitar and yeah. that's not something that I can do or take away from you. You don't feel like, oh, I can't play guitar if Cass doesn't do something Give for me. Give permission to. Yeah, or whatever it is, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the time it can feel really hard, but the heartbreak is always like really important. Um, 
rebirth, you know, it's a death. It's a mourning of who you thought you were, who you thought you were going to become. And that's where I think the breakup with a relationship is like so devastating because at the time I'm like, oh, she, she didn't like you either at that point. You guys didn't like each other anymore. Like there was yeah. just, you weren't liking qualities about who you were. And then, but the the devastation on top, not you didn't, you still loved each other, but the devastation really came on like the clinging to this like life that we had built and planned together. Yeah. And I think that's what also has also led us to like really embracing the free bird nature because I think this ex- relationship with Mare, not that we don't make plans and stuff, but it just feels like such a gift that we don't need to cling to it and say like, well, we're going to be doing this in five years and this in 10 years and whatever. And I don't even do that with you. I'm not like, no. this is what we're going to be doing in five years and three years and this and that and clinging to this. Okay. We have this pinnacle life and we're going to work towards it together. And it looks like this. Yeah. We're like, no, we're going to create and co-create and have fun. And it's more about like, what, do, what do I, and this is what you taught me so much. And so well is like, what do we want our days to look like? What do we want our days to feel like? What do we, what is a high bar for a day? And when we do that, I'm not saying we're immune to heartbreak at all. There's, but that I think you're not, I think people overpromise things that they can't deliver on because they don't even know who they're going to be next year. Mm. And I think that's like kind of the trap of marriage and our traditional trajectories is like, you're promising these things and. I don't know. It's a lot to promise. Yeah. Yeah. It's not conducive to free birds like ourselves, I guess. No, I mean, it, it very much can be, you know, I feel like we're in a relationship now with Mare where uh, I'm experiencing feelings I didn't even know were available yeah. in, in my forties. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. Me love, too. Love is a crazy thing. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know, for me at least it brings out my better instincts, which are not to judge, let go, just show up with love and kindness and, and try to be sweet and and realize like life is short. It's not worth fucking fighting all the time and arguing and fucking digging your heels in on someone. It's just like, it's not worth worth it. I mean, it happens. Yeah. It happens. No, I'm, I'm learning so much because like Mary's so smart and so capable yeah. and so committed to the same aspirations we have of having fun and being creative that like, yeah, we go through periods where we're not maybe as tight or something, but like, I think we both respect each other to know like our problem isn't with each other. It's with ourselves and we're just going to work on ourselves and try to show up better. Yeah. And it's like been really cool. And at times maybe we don't communicate as well as we should. No, we do. Well, me and her. Oh, you're talking about you two. Yeah, and hopefully she hears this and then I don't have to communicate it with her directly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know, like, I don't, cause I, cause we just want to have fun. So sometimes it's hard to be like, let's have a down and dirty conversation and yeah, like I know. burn out these assumptions or burn yeah. out these fears or whatever it is. But I don't know. I like had that the other week where I was like, oh, I have, we have to have a real talk. And then we just saw each other and we just had a great time. And I was like, oh, we're fine. Like, yeah. What are we? We're fine. We love each other. We have a, such a good time. Yeah. I mean, the the communication can happen on the verbal level, which is sometimes very crude and can be misunderstood. And then then you get trapped in these words. And I I don't like I don't I don't want to get trapped in something she said. I don't want her to get trapped in something I said, because like that's just a representation of who I was in that moment and the fear I had in that moment. So do I want to like reverberate these fears or whatever? Well, well, that's the whole thing to set up like the bylaws of your relationship around your most scared moment is like... uh, is it's the the opposite of, of free bird. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I'm protecting the scared version of myself, so I'm going to try to change you and, and it's in, so funny instead of adjusting. I think it's funny because a lot of people would assume it's like my fear is like about possessiveness over you or something, but it's like no. there's so, such, I feel like people, until you like fucking do a poly or a thruple or whatever dance, you can't even understand the level of complexity of the relationship dynamics that go on and they're not like, the idea of jealousy is like so basic. Yeah. It's like level one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. already slayed that dragon. I mean, not completely. I'm sure it's still, don't get too cocky. Knock on wood. No, I know. I, but, but I basically, I know you're aware of that, of that feeling and how it permeates out into everything. And I think you're just good at nipping it in the bud, you know? Yeah. 
It's not fun to be jealous. It's not fun to be scared. So like, why give like a lot of attention to those? Jealousy is just one of the, one of those, uh, low frequency. It doesn't, it doesn't vibrate at a high frequency of consciousness. You know, it, it, and it makes you feel awful and it makes you, um, do things out of fear and, and your ego, you know? Yeah, it's really just a tool for, like, knowing better. It's like a tool of awareness. Like, oh, what am I jealous about? Oh, I'm jealous about, you know, the fact that this person's more free. It's not like, oh, well, do you want to sit in the jealousy of being jealous that they're free, or do you want to figure out how you can be more free? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, it's a gift. Uh, Oh, yeah, all of it is. Especially those those more um, low-frequency vibrations that bubble up. They're, they're such a gift because you're like, oh, cool. Here's the, here's my imperfections and, and that's fine. Let me, let me see what they are. Let me see what they're made of. Let me examine those a little bit and, uh, hopefully make some adjustments. You know, no one has to make me make adjustments. I make them because I don't like feeling like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I don't know if it's these beautiful microdose acid weekends we're having or what, but I just feel so much love in my heart. I feel like, you know how your nephew goes like, I want to give you all the love in my heart. Yeah. I have so much. Lo- I'm like, that's how I feel right now. I just feel like I have so much love in my heart and I want to give yeah. it to you. I want to give you, I wish I could give you all the love in my heart or you have all the love in my heart. You're very generous. I will say you make people feel great. Thanks. I hope so. I want to make people feel good. Yeah. People, people love your love, all the love in your heart. Well, you taught me about it because you're such a lover. I am. And I used to be like, damn, this is like kind of annoying. Sean's like, doesn't have any other gear besides lover, you know, <laughs> like it's kind of hard to be with like a guy who's like, uh, idols on love all the time, you know, cause it's, it's dangerous, Yeah, you know? And then that was making me suffer, you know, just being like, can you stop being so goddamn sexy all the time or whatever Jeez. it is? I can't turn that shit off. <laughs> but like then realizing like oh like what was that um stone song you're like this is the song that i like when i walk in a room like this is what plays like, can't you hear me knocking yeah yeah i think that's like a really fun game i guess is to be like what is the song what is the if your life was a, a Martin Scorsese movie or um, or a Wes Anderson movie for people that are younger, what would be the slow motion you're walking into the movie for the first time? What would be the song playing? Yeah. And for me, I'm like, can't you hear me knocking by the stones? Yeah. Yeah. I hope. And and, and it's cool to to kind of identify that, like mm-hmm. because because you're 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 identifying your desire on how you want to be yeah. felt in a thing, and then you can kind of just rise to that. I haven't nailed mine, but I'm not sure what mine is entirely, but it definitely in that genre, right? Maybe in this moment is the Iggy Pop fall in love with me. Oh, yeah. It's because that one's really good. But it's like kind of that's what like we're saying in life. And I'm kind of just being unabashed about it is like, okay, yeah, I want people to fall in love with me. I want to love people and I want them to love me. Like, I don't think I don't think that's a bad thing to acknowledge or to celebrate even. Yeah. And I, and I think both of the artists and songs we're talking about are like, they're not cloaked beneath layers of metaphors and, you know, artistic trickery or whatever. It is what it is. It's just fucking right there, you know. Fall in love with me. <laughs> you wish you would. <laughs> Bottle of white wine. <laughs> <laughs> Great fucking song written by David Bowie. Yeah, so good. Off of... Uh, yeah, Iggy Pop made two beautiful albums with with David Bowie. I wish they would have collaborated more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but Bowie. we have those. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I have three of my favorite songs are on that. Fall in love with me, the passenger, and what was the, what's the other one? Lust that, for life. Lust for life. I mean, that's another one. That I'm like, maybe that's my theme song. I don't know. That's a good theme song. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, no, it's cool to to identify your theme songs. I mean, mine mine's always changing, but uh, if if I just had to nail it down and pick one it would be that yeah yeah uh, yeah you could sh- you could pick a new one every day mm-hmm. so if anyone wants to share with us their theme song 
I think it's a great way to get to know somebody. Yeah. Is like ask them, like if we had a guest on the podcast, ask them that. You you just, you could realize so much about someone. You know their music tastes, you know. Well, and I think realizing something about yourself, because like yeah. I can so get into a mode where I'm just like, okay, I'm in a room with new people or like, and not remembering to like offer something or to, mm -hmm. to be present or whatever it is. And by being like, Oh no, I'm a song. Like I'm a, I'm something, you know, yeah. it makes you want to show up, I think. And, and also we've talked about this before. Um, but you're a drug too. Yeah. Yeah. You say that all the time. Yeah. People are drugs and it's like, what kind of drug do you want to be? Do you want to roll up in a room like your cocaine? Like, I don't know. Some people, some people dig that. We have a lot of friends that are cocaine. They oh, come yeah. in and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Let's fucking start a business. Let's do this. Let's do that. We're bouncing off the walls, you know, but I, I like showing up as like weed or acid, you know, in the long term, I'm acid in your life. In the short term, I probably feel like weed. Yeah. Like yeah. in a, in a, in a moment you're weed, but like, yeah, yeah. But if you spend some time with me, like the ride mare's doing or you, <laughs> well, even I think just, it's acid. Yeah. Just even. I think choosing to do life a little differently is acid because that that's what acid is, is like a, a dissolving of boundaries and rules and expectations of what life is about and like kind yeah. of a reprogramming yeah. of that. A rediscovery of, uh, of more possibilities. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, wow, I thought I hit the end of the line. There's a lot more possibilities here, actually. Right. Yeah. And just being a reminder of that. That's what I want to tune my little meat ship to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What else you got? I know you gave a bunch of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're all weird ones. <sighs> We're podcasters. We're here podcasting. <laughs> okay, let me see. It's cute. Whatever your notes are, you got to just read them because they're, they're so cute. You know? I mean, just shout them out. No, There's I already said all of them except for <laughs> the other day we were driving up to Maine yeah. and there's this bag of popcorn. That I forget what it's called. It's called like Buddha popcorn or something. Mm. And it's like got this Buddha on it. And um, it's, it says your moment of tra the lo the like slogan was like your moment of traffic Zen. And it's like this bag of popcorn with a Buddha on it. And I just like just hit me in all the like i'm like people actually believe this shit yeah that they can order a bag of popcorn which think of how much space popcorn takes up when it's blown up into a bag <laughs> and how easy it is to make at home yeah, and yeah. that we ship it from god knows where yeah with all that like with that much space and that much gas and that much packaging so that you can be in traffic having your moment of zen with this buddha that you like it's this like consumerism oh yeah i just was having a moment where i was like that's kind of funny to think about like it just was like one of those most like i don't know i really like looking at ads and just being critical of them yeah and just being like wait i mean we we got we, we got going in our ride up here and uh we were both just very triggered by all of the awful christmas decorations on the way up these the, the, the inflatables really i'm sorry like, if you guys have inflatables it's all good it's all good we it's love all good, you it's but fine. we're just gonna talk a little shit we're gonna talk shit it's fine yeah so yeah what uh well because they're all fucking like dead corpses like <sighs> half not blown up and they just look like these like symbols of like capitalism just like strewn across people's lawn like fucking plastic crap shipped for made who knows where shipped from who knows where and then they just like to work they need to be running like constant air and electricity and yeah. lights and it's just like oh my god and 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 what's it all about no no hate but they're fucking hideous man like, they're hideous like so how did this get started it's like someone started doing this and then people you know it's the suburban mentality of like oh shit well i think it's this way of like do it's that. like how do we commodify and simplify this nostalgia yeah yeah. It's like, oh, I thought what was beautiful about Christmas is like, and the holidays is like, we're generous. Mm -hmm. We create things like we kind of make gifts or, you know, get creative, spend time with family. And now they're just like these monuments to capitalism on everyone, dead monuments to capitalism on oh, everyone's yeah. lawn. And like, look, we're not against people self-expressing. Like, I think it, 
there should be the guys who have a hundred of them or you can have whatever you want but overall it's just like it's it's fucking depressing depressing because it's just uh it's just such a a symbol of like lack of creativity i think that's what 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 triggers us both like you're just driving through neighborhoods and you're like everyone has the same dumbass snoopy 10 foot fucking snoopy inflatable dressed up as santa claus in their thing and it's like sitting there fucking deflated for half the day and it's just like it's just ugly and i i think it uh it's a perfect metaphor for the, yeah. the, the, def, the deflated soul the, you know the crushed soul the like okay cool it's christmas time i don't really i don't have time in my life to make something or be creative or even be generous or whatever or string up the lights yeah, around yeah, the yeah. tree yeah. or <laughs> yeah. put the trim or yeah yeah damn it is it is funny how where we're at the stage we're at but then with that there's also like this the opposite exists you know the people being like hyper mindful and hyper creative and yeah well you got to go in search of it yeah you got to go in search of it and that's what keeps us making documentaries and making art is like otherwise that kind of shit because we both like we both noticed it and didn't even say anything to each other until you finally were like these fucking inflatables and i was like yeah we both have that instinct and i man if we didn't have the outlet of filmmaking and art how how crushed by all that we would be or magnetized to it god forbid you know like the the pull towards normalcy in this country is fucking crazy everything is just trying to push you towards that wagey lifestyle that like suburban home with your fucking all all the dumb shit and your fucking live laugh love and the fucking just wine glass art you know like dumb shit like that you know what i mean the the pull towards that is something i think people it happens to them unbeknownst they just are like all of a sudden they're like whoa what the fuck why the hell am i having a goddamn wedding photographer over my house every weekend to celebrate my kid being five and a half weeks old and you know you know what i mean like what what, what, what fucking all this stuff that we start doing is like unchecked societal norms you know they, they they just get us further from the heart of the matter which is what we're here to do, which is walk each other home, be good to each other, be generous, be kind, you know? It's hard to do that when we're all on the grind so much. Mm-hmm. So there's a pull towards normalcy that comes along with it that I think is probably at the core of our, uh, our I would just call it a despair epidemic, you know? The things people are having to do to get through, which is drugs. You know, whether the pharmaceuticals are giving them to you or the streets are giving them to you, I think people need a little something because this place has become, uh, I would say, just an extremely unsettling place to live in. And it's cool. It's cool. Like, keeps us on our toes. We're uh, a new empire. We may be an empire in decline already. <laughs> As AI bots have told yeah, us. <laughs> it, and, and it's, it's a very unsettling, it, it's a very unsettling place to live if you're, if you're truly tapped in. You know, you can have your head up your ass and skate through life or whatever, but to really like reckon with what this place is and what it's all about. And, uh, we don't even have a government. Like, I guess we do. And people are, oh, the fuck the government doesn't ask. Like, we don't have a government. Governments are meant to serve the people. They don't, they don't do that. They're here to fuck the people. Our government is here to fuck the people and do the bidding of corporations. And, uh, corporations are entities that are i don't know i think just by default a very nefarious thing and um oh man the amount of sick days that congress gets compared to like these guys who uh like with the um the train strike you know yeah like they're like saying hey we want like six paid six days the amount of sick days that fucking congress gets i'm like you fucking assholes like i can't even i can't even think about it yeah and 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 what is our our government always able to do very quickly everything else so it's like oh we're 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 deadlocked i don't know we couldn't get the votes this and that when it comes around to fucking the workers they get the votes oh they're deadlocked on that one yeah both sides you know yep (laughs) yeah like oh yeah totally help this this company amtrak which is setting record profits every quarter and let's screw the workers and oh they're about to go on strike well that would disrupt the economy too much 
So we have to pass a law real quick saying they're not allowed to go on strike and they have to meet the terms of their employer. Isn't Crazy. that insane? Is, is that not a dead giveaway of what this whole thing is? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, if you pay, if you play close attention and you're not um, totally gripping to some fucking indoctrinated ideology, you can see this place for what it is and you can start to adjust your life to make it uh, more joyful for you. Yeah, uh, that's what, like, Jerry was saying. <laughs> just gonna quote jerry Hell a lot yeah. of this fucking why not um was just all like it wasn't enough for them like there was like the american <laughs> dream like they just like saw through it and they're like this is not enough this isn't hard yeah you know going to work like yeah work is hard and it kills your soul and for that reason it's hard but it wasn't it is hard it wasn't like it was an easy choice yeah and that's not what they wanted they want something that was more like on the edge of something that was interesting, mm-hmm. like going towards having an interesting life, going towards the weird, going towards the exploration, like that, the fun, the fun of it all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good thing to talk about, I think, at the end of a year, you know, and uh, starting a new year, that could definitely be part of our our, our revolution resolution. <laughs> Do you have any end of the year revol- resolutions or beginning of the year resolutions or anything like uh, that? Me and Joey were talking about <clears throat> getting off nicotine and I think we'll help each other do that. Cool. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I want to lean more into this cause I, I, I think we're on to something with the way we started to really see the world in this year and the way we started to evolve. And I want to be not scared to just lean more into that. And we've made some heavy choices in order to, uh, maintain the illusion of freedom in our life. <laughs> So, you know, right now, I think we're in a better position than ever to practice our art and build community and have something unique to say that this doesn't feel like a regurgitation of like the the popular thing at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I second that. Did I lose you? I just don't know what to add. I just fucking nailed (laughs) it. What are your resolutions? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I, I asked the question before I thought about it, but I think it's probably the most basic one there is to have. But I want to commit to using my body more and moving my body more. And I know that's as basic as it can get, but it really, I would really like to stretch more, build muscle. I mean, I'm going to be 35 this year, next year. So pretty sure it's all uphill from there as long as I use my body. If you use your body, you can't let it get too bad to <laughs> yeah. begin with because it's really hard to get back as you start getting into your... Yeah, so I want to feel strong. Yeah. I want to just feel strong and I want to I wanna make time for that. And I'm going to keep it simple with one resolution. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but it's this year was really fun, like going on more hikes and playing tennis. Like Spent more time outside than ever did before. Did more camping, which we loved. More and that's, camping that than was, ever before. I will say that's a successful resolution that I had, which I was yeah. like, I want to camp more. And we did that. So yeah. I want to keep that up. Always want to make more art. Mm-hmm. Love harder, love deeper. Spend more quality time with friends. Yep. You know, try to carve out time to spend days at a time with our our friend group. Yeah, and more quality quality time with family. Like, we spend a lot of time with family, but I want to figure out ways to, like, make it as quality as possible. Yeah, yeah. I think what we're both um, keenly tapped into is that this is a very temporary experience. And uh, Life. Yeah, and and like you always say, like, get while the getting's good. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and right now... It's the youngest we're ever going to be. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And also like everyone with the pandemic or is like, wow, this is like the, or the climate change or whatever. It's like always like, oh my God, this is the warmest year ye- yet. And it's like, no, this is the coldest year to come. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of uh, absorb it, realize like enjoy what's going on because you you think it was i'm not saying i'm praying that it gets worse or that it's going to get worse it's just like you don't know what life's coming for you in life so it will keep dishing out um pain and challenges and uh it's pretty inherent yeah and and you can use those to grow or you can use those to contract so it's a pretty simple choice in the moment and like As I bill just hicks says what life's a game you can it's a ride it's a ride it's a ride you've choose love or fear and it's 
I mean, I'm not going to recap it well, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Life's a ride, man. I'm like Steve at the end of American Sunset. <laughs> Fool What's me the once. thing? <laughs> What's it going to What's it going to Life's a ride. Yep, life's a ride. <laughs> but, the, you know, it's exactly that. Yeah, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Choose love. Mm-hmm. Cool. Be a free bird. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. If not, I, we still love you and it's cool. <laughs> cool. Well, well, this was fun. Um, join us for more on patreon.com slash church of chill. Tons of bonus podcasts. We do like a little extra, you know, we'll, we go on there after our free episode and, and just get a little looser and wilder. So there's tons of um, uh, podcasts a, on there. You have a music show that is like the juice of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Church of chill. That's the mm-hmm. sacrament. And we have Boys Club on there, which is just silly time with me and Joey. Mm-hmm. We, I'm very proud of those episodes. I think that was a key component, like building that part of your life, like led to also the collaboration you guys were able to have on the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love collaborating with Joey. I, th- I think we see the world in a very similar way. He inspires me. He's a, he's a Leo. You know, he's, he's very extroverted. And so it, it helps. That's, you know, it's, it, it's been fucking awesome. So. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill, and you can also join us on our Discord community through that. And uh, our movie Wooks is coming out. Probably by the time you hear this, it'll already be out. So, um, yeah, please, please bless that with your attention. That would mean the world to me. We worked hard on this one. It's really, it's my favorite. So they're always the, always the new ones, my favorite. It's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. We're Sean and Cass. This is the Church of Chill. Peace, love, and magic. <laughs>